From Boise to Middleton, the 5A and 4A Southern Idaho Conferences feature 20 of the largest schools in Idaho. Highlighting the big plays and big stories from Idaho's biggest schools, this is the SIC PrepCast with Wayne DeZubak. That's right, it's the SIC PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly breakdown of everything going on in that Boise metro area. I'm Brandon Bainey, joined by the man himself, Wayne DeZubak. Wayne, how are you? I'm doing great. You know, that music makes me want to dance. I mean, you sit there and, you know, I start going like that because I, I know it's prep cast time, so I'm ready to rock. Yeah, you got to have good music to get you ready, right? Oh, absolutely. Get you in the mood. Get you ready for some football. Yeah, well, yeah, football season is in full force. Uh, before we talk about what's going on with our local uh, Boise area high schools, uh, in terms of college football, Wayne, you you had some exciting news recently. Yeah, a lot of fun. A lot of people don't know this, but many, many years ago, I did a lot of the Boise State games. And uh, uh, obviously, I work with Paul J. Schneider, the longtime voice of the Broncos, and he and I get to work again together uh, this year. We're going to be doing the pregame show, the two hours that lead up to handing it off to, over to Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender. And we're going to be doing that uh, starting uh, next Thursday night, uh, a week from this Thursday, actually. Uh, on the second, as they take on UCF, they'll be in Orlando. We'll be in the studios doing the pregame show. Looking forward to that. And, uh, of course, it's just a lot of fun. Me, What it means really is that it makes me that much busier doing the pregame for the Broncos. And then, get, for instance, on that Thursday night, I've got that pregame. I get done about 4 o'clock Mountain Time. And then I kind of hang tight till about 6. And then I run over to Donald Larson Park because I've got to do a Ridgeview Timberline game on IdahoSports.com. So, you know, it'll do one thing. It'll keep me completely out of trouble. That's for sure. <laughs> You know, that's uh, that was the whole goal when we set up the schedule for you, Wayne. It's a, big, it's a big conspiracy between us and, and Boise State and Learfield and your wife to keep you out of trouble. It should be. A, yeah, it should be a conspiracy. I know it is a conspiracy. But anyway, I'm looking forward to that and I'm excited about it. And excited, I'm just so excited about our 5A schedule that we have right here. It's audio only, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And it starts this week. I'm excited about it. But as you know, we had a big game to talk about first. Yeah, so last Saturday, I mean, there were only three games in the entire state last week in terms of football, and the biggest one by far was Highland hosting Rocky Mountain at Holt Arena, and the game did not disappoint, Wayne. It really didn't. I mean, Rocky Mountain won that 12-7. to It was kind of an interesting game because it was 12 nothing Rocky first half, 7 nothing Highland second half. Were you kind of surprised it was that low scoring, Brandon? You know, I wasn't only because there were so many new faces on both sides, right? And and you can try and simulate what's going to happen in mm -hmm. practice, but but when you when you step on, especially in Holt Arena, when you step on that turf there, your eyes get your eyes get yep. big, right? Yep. And so it's a first time varsity player. You're playing in a college football venue, so I, I wasn't surprised. Uh, I was surprised that in the second half, Rocky Mountain didn't keep up the momentum because Highland was driving for what could have been the game winning score and just simply ran out of time at midfield. Yeah, it sounded like the finish of that game was absolutely fantastic. I didn't really hear it because I don't think it was on radio. It wasn't anywhere to be found. So it was one of those mystery games. But, you know, when you take a look at the final stats, uh, it was one of those where really Rocky's defense played pretty well, I thought, because I've got a lot of respect for what Highland can do on offense. Uh, they did a pretty good job. They held uh, Highland only 236 total yards. Meanwhile, not a lot of yards on their own for Rocky Mountain, but how about Hunter Staker, who had 112 yards rushing, but 95 was on one play. And as you tell me, he was playing quarterback at the time, and he just kind of did a quarterback option and took off with 95 yards. 
Yeah, so Coach uh, Kulig at uh, Rocky Mountain uh, has said, we basically have two quarterbacks uh, that we're going to play both early in the season, Tegan Sweeney, uh, who actually came up through Rocky Mountain's JV program, and, and then Steaker uh, moved in from out of state. And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't remember which state it was, but boy, Wayne, can we talk about that for a second too? All these team previews we're doing and stuff, it's all kids that are moving in from, from out of state, it seems like, in that Boise area. Well, really, and we'll talk about it a little later, but you're right. As we kind of just kind of, just kind of bounce all over the place here, Hawaii, you got a kid from Portland, a kid from Los Gatos High School down there in California. And so, yeah, they're picking them up from all over the place. And, and that's pretty much indicative of what's happening right here in this part of the state. I mean, it, it's a lot of Californians moving in. Quite frankly, it's not all Californians. It's Oregonians. It's uh, Washingtonians. Uh, they're all kind of coming here to the Treasure Valley and settling in. And that means it's been kind of a, a cornucopia of football players for some of the local teams. So it's been fun. You mentioned Tegan Sweeney. He had a pretty good day, 18 to 25, uh, passing for 138 yards and a touchdown. So you had that touchdown. And, of course, you had the touchdown run by Staker. And that was it for the scoring for Rocky Mountain. They didn't make any extra points. They couldn't make an extra point. So 12, 12 nothing at halftime. And then they held on for dear life, as you said, towards the end of the game to beat, you know, Highland. Bottom line is, though, for me to go over to Highland, and I said it last week on this podcast, I thought Highland would win the ball game because they are so tough to beat on their home field. Now, they hadn't played on that home field for a year because last year they played outdoors. But they were back in there, and but it's so tough to play at Holt Arena, I know, and uh, it's it's not easy. So, you know, congrats to Rocky Mountain for getting off to a win, and now they've still only lost one game in the last three seasons plus one, <laughs> one game. Yeah, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I wanted to give a shout out real quick to Gino Mariani, the head coach at Highland as well. They were talking to him post game. Hey, are you upset with the way the game turned out? He said, "Heck no, we gave the fans a great show, and we had a chance to win at the end. I couldn't ask for much more." So, well, yeah. it's all going to come down. It's all going to be down to playoff time. It's one game, and as we say, we we get a kick. We love these big games. What a way to kick off a high school football season to have two teams that were in the playoffs last year, and here they are, right back at it, going at each other to start the season off for twenty twenty one. You know, and it was, like you said, it was everything everybody could expect, a lot of new faces, so maybe the offense wasn't in full steam. I'm sure when we see these two teams again later on in the playoffs, and I bet you we do, uh, it's going to be a completely different ballgame. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, and now everybody else in the SIC gets to strap it up and play this week as well. Let's let's talk about the first broadcast of the season you have. So last week, uh, the episode title I chose for for our uh, podcast was Zubak's Dark Horses" because <laughs> you, you outlined all the dark horse teams. You got two of them facing off right off the bat on Thursday night. We do. I'm so excited about this game Thursday night, Donald Larson Park, Napa, and Capital get off. And I'm telling you what, uh, you're when I look at them and see what they can do, I mean, I really feel like it's going to be a dog fight, or in this case, a bulldog fight. Uh, you know, because Napa, the Bulldogs come in here off a six and three season. Capital was four and two. I think Napa felt that they should have done better than they did last year going into the playoffs. But they feel this is the year they can actually put it all together. They were picked fifth in the coaches' poll. Now, I think that's pretty low. Uh, but again, you've got to realize they've still got to prove themselves. They've still got the BKs and the Middletons and the Emmets and the Valley Views ahead of them. So they got to prove themselves. But Napa in that 4A bracket, I think, is going to make a lot of noise this year. And they could start really by beating Capital. 
Capital Eagles, on the other hand, they come into this thing with a four and two record from last year. They lost their game. You know, they went four and oh, and then they played Rocky, lost to Rocky, played Mountain View in the playoffs and lost to Mountain View. So they're they're pretty good. But when you take a look at what these guys got coming back and what they've got, when I talk about, you know, um, really capital, I think that they've got they've got Max Clark coming back at quarterback. He's awfully good. And then they've got a bunch of first teamers from last year's first team, all SIC in Cody Watt, Nate Cherry and Josh Summers. So they've got three players that were named first team, all SIC last year. Plus they got the QB back. That's yeah. pretty good. That's, that's a pretty good thing to get have coming back. Yeah. And, and Cody walk, I think is getting some big time uh, colleges interested oh, yeah. in his services as a tight end potentially. So. Yeah. Everybody's looking at him and I mean, he is a difference maker. He is a game changer. So it's going to be interesting to see, but that game kicks off seven o'clock Donald Larson park, Napa capital. Like you said, the battle of my dark horses, can they? Yeah, I think they can. I think they're going to, they won't, let me put it this way. They're not going to surprise anybody. Everybody knows they're there. Everybody knows they're good Brandon. They're going to come in there. And uh, it, the question is, can they win the big game, which they haven't done in the past years? Right. And that will be on Thursday night. So we're going to have a sampling of Thursday and Friday contests yep. in the SIC this year with Wayne uh, audio only broadcast on IdahoSports.com. If you want to see the schedule of broadcasts, all you have to do is go to our page, IdahoSports.com. And across the top, you'll see game streams and you can click on that. And it's got the whole gamut of games that we're going to cover. So you're, you're, you're going to double dip, right? Uh, Friday night, you've got a game as well. Friday night, get this. Can it get any better? I mean, I thought Highland and, you know, Rocky was good, but we've got Meridian at Mountain View. Now, here's the rub on that one. Last year, Mountain View got off to an 0-3 start. One of the teams they lost to was Meridian. They hadn't lost to Meridian in a long, long, long time. And so when you talk about incentives, the Mountain View Mavericks come into this game with a little bit of incentive to pay back Meridian. But yet Meridian comes into this game with a lot of players back. John Zamberlin, at head coach, has got some talent on that team, and Meridian wants to prove it wasn't a fluke. Last time the game was at Meridian. This time it's at Mountain View. That makes a big, big difference. And by the way, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, but Mountain View's got a brand new field, brand new turf, brand new everything in. So they've got some great facilities there. It's going to be fun to do the game there Friday night. I know there was some some talk in the preseason media polls, coaches polls, you know, who's the best team? Rocky Mountain, Mountain View, you know, could go, could go either way. And Meridian is wanting a seat at that table. And we're going to find out real quick if, if Meridian is in the big leagues this year or not. Well, let me tell you what, Meridian does have a seat at the table right now. But whether they can stay all the way for dessert is another question because they've got to hang in there. they got to hang in tough, and they start off tough with Mountain View. And so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, if Meridian wins that game, it's really going to set things up for them mentally for the rest of the season. If they lose to Mountain View, all those question marks that maybe the Warriors have had over the past few years are going to start seeping into their brain. Are we really good enough? Are we everything we thought we were? So it's going to be a battle. Meanwhile, you take Mountain View, they've got a lot of great talent to replace. Okay. So it's going to be, they got a brand new quarterback they've got to go with. So it's going to be interesting to see what they can do. Uh, but if anybody can do it, Judd Benedict can put this team together. And in fact, after last year's 0 3 start, when they did lose to Meridian, Eagle, and Rocky Mountain, uh, Judd just said, you know what? We've got to be prepared for that. We've got another tough start. We start with Meridian, then we've got Rocky Mountain, and then we've got Eagle again. So it's a kind of a deja vu all over again. And Judd Benedict is just saying, we got to handle it. We got to deal with it. You know, we, we've got a tough early season schedule. You know, we don't have, you know, a cakewalk 
with anybody. We're not playing, not not to say, you know, they're they're gonna they're always beatable, but we don't have a Boise High School, we don't have a Timberline, we don't have a Centennial. You know, all those teams, you know, are not Rocky Mountain and they're not, you know, uh, Meridian or Eagle. So, uh, but they've got to deal with it. We'll see what they do. Yeah, that should be a fantastic one. We're going to have some other SIC broadcasts on Friday night. Uh, big one is going to be CUNA traveling all the way up to Lewiston for a non-league game. Garrison Hardy and Jason Hansen will have the uh, video broadcast of that for us on IdahoSports.com. There are Lewiston area broadcasters. Uh, last year, Lewiston came down to CUNA, and it was, it was like a big shootout. Uh, both teams were uh, well past the 40-point mark. Yeah, I actually did that game on IdahoSports.com. Had a lot of fun doing that game. It was at CUNA High School. So this is payback. You know, they made Lewiston come down last year. It was kind of a deal. You come on down last year, we'll come up this year. And so CUNA's going to make that trip. That's going to be real interesting to see how the cavemen do on that. First of all, how do you handle the road trip? But you know what? Here's the thing, Brandon. A lot of coaches like that. Because instead of having the home game where you got all the distractions, you got the cheerleaders, you got the band, you got everybody going, good luck tonight, go for this. What you have is you have your whole team sequestered on a school bus and you're headed up north. You're eating together, you're sleeping together, you're talking together, you're just kind of bonding together. And that's what you want to do. And whether you win, lose or draw, so much comes out of that kind of a road trip that it really is invaluable towards the rest of the season as to what you know, it's going to be because there's going to be a lot of bonding on that CUNA team and we'll see what they can do. Because you know what, just two years ago, they won the 4A championship and then they struggled last year back at 5A. And so they just need to believe that they belong in 5A and that they can compete. It's so rare for a 5A team in the SIC to play another 5A school uh, that this game could have major playoff implications in terms of if we get down the line and at-large bids are trying to be determined. You know, this CUNA-Lewiston game could be a big one in determining who gets one of those at-large spots as well. Well, well if I'm coaching CUNA or I'm coaching Lewiston, I, I'm basically looking at this as a playoff game. I mean, this is a, yeah, it's a season opener, but to me, this is kind of playoff mentality. You're traveling up there, you're traveling up north, you're playing a team, Lewiston, you won't, usually don't ever see until the end of the season. So this is what it's all about. Guys, this is what we play for. We're going to play for this kind of experience later on. They'll be real happy to go back to Lewiston later on in the year if it comes down to being a playoff game. They really will. Yeah, it should be a fantastic one. CUNA yep. with the new head coach, Jeff Shank, and they've, they've got a lot of those out-of-state transfers uh, on their football team yeah. as well. So. Yeah, there's so many. I can't keep up with them. I really can't. It's going to take me a couple of weeks to kind of shake out and get this brain in order to figure out. Well, it takes more than two weeks to get this brain in order, but it'll take a while to figure out what's going on. Yeah, getting your brain in order is a, an ongoing okay. project. You said it would take a conspiracy, you know. It's going to take more than that. So Right. The final SIC game uh, we're going to broadcast Friday night is at the 4A ranks. Middleton is going to be hosting Elko, uh, Nevada. Now, uh, I was talking to Logan Green. He's going to be broadcasting that game. It's uh, set for a 6 o'clock kickoff uh, from Middleton on Friday night. Um, he said uh, he talked to the Elko coach, and there's a rule in Nevada that before you can leave uh, to go play somebody else in another state, you have to go through a bunch of COVID-19 hurdles. And so I think the game's a go, but there's maybe a snag that's still out there. But but as of right now, we're on. And that should be an interesting season opener for Middleton. Yeah, it really should be because you don't you don't know anything. I talked to Logan yesterday on the phone, and Logan said he was having a hard time finding anything about Elko. So if he's having a hard time because Logan's one of those guys that really kind of digs, 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 and tries to find out what's going on. If he's having a hard time, I'm sure the coaching staff's having a tough time trying to figure out 
what to expect. They probably know what kind of offense they run, but they don't know what kind of talent they have. So it's going to be real interesting for the Middleton coaching staff to deal with that. The one thing they've got in their favor, it's right in their backyard. They don't have to go anywhere. They can stay there. They can suit up and play on a familiar location. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah. Uh, other uh, big matchups uh, that'll be going on. You've got Eagle at Bishop Kelly. We, we talked about that one for a couple of weeks. Wayne should be a pretty interesting one. Hawaii in their first game ever will take on uh, Centennial, which should well, be a good matchup. You got two Yeah, rivals. it really should be. That's one of those games where, you know, it's a great game for Hawaii to start with because we don't really know what Hawaii has. We talked a little bit about they got a couple of kids from one from Portland, one from California. They got a whole bunch of stuff. We also know that Jack Payne, who is the big guy that played quarterback for the Boise High Brave last year, he transferred over there, but he's decided to go ahead and stick with basketball. So Jack Payne, really the first big loss for Sharon Blazer, if you will, because he decided, I'm just going to stick with basketball. I think Jack has maybe a dozen NCAA Division I offers right now for basketball, so that's how good he is. But right now, why he does not have a football victory because they haven't played a football game, and Centennial was 0-6 last year. So you got two teams badly, badly in need trying to get that you know, goose egg off the win column, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. So it's a good opening for Hawaii because – you know, they, they did not want to have to play a Rocky Mountain or a Mountain View or something like that when you're a brand new program yeah. like the Storm. Yeah. Right. Uh, other SIC games this week Skyview is at Columbia, little rivalry game there. You've got Bora at Timberline uh, and Valley View traveling to play Twin Falls in a 4A non conference game. So. Yeah, it should be interesting. You know, another game that I want to talk about you haven't mentioned is Boise Emmett. Boise yeah. travels over to Emmett and plays at Emmett. So that's going to be interesting to see, you know, how Boise does. I mean, you know, Mike Altieri in his second year as head coach of the Brave, he lost Jack Payne, but he feels like he's got a couple of people. He picked up a kid, and I, for the life of me, can't think of his name right now from Twin Falls, a quarterback. And so, you know, maybe maybe that's going to help him out. I, I don't know how you replace a Jack Payne right off the get-go, but, you know, maybe the kid is good, comes in there, and maybe they surprise some people. But it's always a fun for a team like Emmett, you know, a 4A team to take on and host a 5A school like Boise. There's always that little pride factor is that, hey, we beat these 5A guys. Yeah, and uh, we, we, we've we been doing our uh, preseason previews for every team throughout the state, and most coaches uh, have filled out the form we, we send out and send them back. Emmett, their head coach, Rich Hargate, uh, under uh, the section where it says, like, who were some key players that you lost last year? He, he had one sentence, all of our offensive and defensive linemen. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you forget about the linemen. We always have a tendency to talk about the quarterbacks, talk about those guys. And, yeah, they're important. They get all the press and all that kind of stuff. But, man, when you have your line decimated offensively and defensively, you got the big boys because there's only so many big boys at school, especially at an Emmett. You know, although they grow them pretty big at Emmett. They get them on the farm and they get them going and they start early. But the bottom line is when you do that, you need to protect those great skill players. And if you can't do it, it's going to be a long season. So we'll see what coach has in store. But I got to believe somewhere somewhere out there in the fields of Emmett, they have found some big guys that can block. Yeah. So it should be a pretty exciting week of football. And as we get going and we have a full slate of games to choose from, Wayne, we're kind of going to uh, hand out an award each week to a, a player or an individual who uh, really stood out to us amongst the uh, the fray. And we're, we're going to call it the gold star. 
Yeah, we are going to call it gold stars. Kind of like when you're in school and you got the star. You know, I mean, I never, I never got one. Do you ever? You get a whole lot of stars from your teacher in school. I, I never. I was seeing stars after they. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was always the girls that got the stars. I don't know what it was, you know, but uh, we're going to hand out a gold star, kind of like the old helmets that ESPN does. You know, when they did the helmet stickers and things like that. Uh, and I mean, we didn't hand one out this week because we only had the one game to really talk about. We want to get to where we have a lot of different competition and whatnot. There's going to be a lot of room for, I think, for Rocky Mountain players to, you know, to be on on that gold sticker. But it'll be fun to do. Look forward to it. We may even hand out one at the 5A level and at the 4A level. So uh, we'll find out, see what's going on. And who knows, maybe one of those big old bruising linemen might be the one to get it. If they can throw a pancake block out there, we may give them one. Yeah. Well, uh, so we were talking before we, we hopped on to, to actually record and I, I thought a great idea for this first week, uh, since there wasn't a ton of football for the gold star was we talked about the first athletic event in Hawaii high school history was actually a girl's soccer match, right? Yeah, it was, it was, and it was Hawaii beating Middleton four to one. And how cool is that? Uh, Ashley Wright had a couple of goals for the storm. And so starting off big and What's interesting is that I think Hawaii attracted a lot of really good coaches. The so- girls soccer coach at um, at Hawaii right now is uh, Ramey Shirley. Actually, she got married, so it's Ramey Shirley Randstrom. But Ramey Shirley, she played at Boise State. I think she held holds all the records Boise State soccer. Done a great job. Of course, played locally here in the Valley, so we know her pretty well. But she's done a good job. Got off to a start and. A little bit of history. I mean, so if somebody gives you a trivia question, what was the first athletic victory for the Hawaii Storm, you know, 10, 15 years from now, you can say they beat Middleton 4-1 to one in girls' soccer for the first first victory. That's Yeah, I, I think that would be a great gold start to, to give to the Hawaii girls' soccer team. That's sure, I'm, I'm good with that. If we want to head out a gold star today, we'll do that. I'm, I'm all for that. So that's pretty cool that they were able to do that. Uh, and, of course, you know, that's the other thing. Soccer is underway, so we've got a lot of things going on there. We'll try to keep you posted on some of the important stuff that goes on. Those soccer games, you know, they kind of come they, – they play not just one like football, but they'll sometimes play three games in a week, so it's hard to keep up with. So what we'll try to do is kind of give you an idea of what's going on, where everything's going, and, and who's doing what, maybe some great performances for the week, things like that. But we're just getting underway, having a lot of fun with it. And, uh, yeah, congratulations to the Hawaii girls soccer team, 4-1 to over Middleton. Good start for them and uh, maybe a, a good omen for, you know, Hawaii athletics down the road. You know, it's, it's always great when a new school starts. Uh, there's so much stuff. We talked about it last week that one of the things that Hawaii did was they took a lot of – they took quite a few players from Rocky Mountain football. Now, back to football now. None of them were starters, though. So that's one thing. But you know that those guys were pretty good. And you know they come from a culture of winning. So all of a sudden, you've got a brand-new school. You're trying to create a culture. That's what Sherman Blas was trying to do on the football team. And you've got several players that played at Rocky Mountain High School. They know what a winning culture is. They know what it takes. They have that in their mind. They don't know about losing. You know, and and that's really what it's all about. You just come in there. uh, I don't. All Sherm has to do is just keep it going, and he's got he's got a good nucleus of kids like that to get her done. Yeah, a lot of sophomores and juniors going to be out there playing. Yeah, Hawaii. So, well, experience he lacks, but I mean, I think the mental aspect of football has always, to me, been the key. Yep. And then uh, one last thing I wanted to note before we get out of here for the week, Wayne, volleyball season is going to start up uh, as well. 
Skyview Hawks defending 5A state champs, and they have made the schedule like they want to run it back and repeat, and they certainly have the players too. They're going to be going to uh, Utah, South Jordan, Utah this weekend to play in the Claim Jumper Tournament. Uh, it's it's a pretty big, uh, prestigious tournament in Utah, and of course those Utah schools have, have about a two-week head start on the Idaho schools. So uh, we're going we're gonna to find out you know, uh, how good Skyview Volleyball is uh, with some tough non-out-of-state competition. Yeah, I talked to some people about that. Utah, like a couple of football games are already in the books for a lot of these teams, you know. So the volleyball season started a couple of weeks ago, as you mentioned. So you're right. But get handed to Skyview to go ahead and say, okay, here's the deal. We need to get better. How do we get better? We get better by playing the best. And so they're going to go down to Utah. And I'm not saying those are the teams are so much better than Skyview, but I'm saying you know they're good. You know they played a couple of games already, matches already. You know they're going to give you a tough time, and you know that you're going to get better by it. Yeah, it's going to be a good opening test for them as well. So here we are, Wayne. We we are uh, we we dipped a couple toes in the pool last week. We're, we're diving head first. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, it's amazing that next week we get to talk about all these games, hand out some gold stars. We get to talk about you know what's going on. It's going to be a lot of fun. And like you say, we're going to throw volleyball into the fray, soccer into the fray. We're going to have it all there and, you know, do the best we can. And, you know, seriously, anytime that you have a comment or something like that, is there a place they can comment on this? Uh, you know better than me because you are the IdahoSports.com guru of comments. That's right. Well, you can comment. Uh, so we, we uh, of course, upload this podcast each and every week. You can get it a couple of ways. You can get the audio only at our website, idahosports.com. You can also download this podcast wherever you download your podcasts. You can watch the video of this uh, on our YouTube channel, as well as the idahosports.com Facebook page. You can leave comments at both YouTube and Facebook. Great. Um, and also, if there's uh, ideas or topics, things you want us to talk about, you can also feel free to send me an email, Brandon at IdahoSports.com or Wayne at IdahoSports.com. And that's what it's all about. We want that engagement with the fans. Yeah, we really need that. I love the comments. Kind of talk if you have. And in fact, if we miss something that you see that maybe there's a player when we start handing out gold stars, if there's somebody that you said, you know what, he didn't have all the stats, but this person or that person did this and that. Let us know because uh, that's what, you know, hey, we're idahosports.com. We're there for you. We're there to cover Idaho sports. We're there for the high school kids, and it's all about them. And if we can, the more we talk about them, the less we talk about us, the better I feel. Yeah, for sure. It's a busy opening week. Uh, don't forget to go to the game streams page on idahosports.com to see all of the games we're doing, Wayne. I think we're going to do 18 broadcasts on this opening weekend. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. And most of them are going to be video and audio. My five A's are going to be audio only because of different contracts that we have or don't have. But you know what? For me, I, I look at it this way. It's kind of like radio on the Internet. We're just going to basically, you know, for years and years, I did high school. I did the game of the week on 630 The Fan, which no longer exists now. But uh, I did them. And uh, this is what it's going to be like. It's going to be fun. So if you want to know and remember, get on your phone. You can listen to it on your phone. You can listen to it on your computer, wherever you are. Get on there, find out what's going on, and we'll try to keep you posted. And I'm looking forward to a big 5A season right here on, you know, idosports.com. I almost said on 630 The Fan. See, <laughs> old habits are so hard to forget. There's that ongoing project of trying to get that brain working. <laughs> It's, it's just not there. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's edition of the SIC PrepCast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, enjoy the games this weekend. We'll see you back here next week for Wayne Dezubak. I'm Brandon Maney. See you next time.